Today's Unseminary podcast episode is brought to you by Church Community Builder. I love how these guys help church leaders make and grow disciples by providing software and coaching focused on improving operational effectiveness. Church Community Builder provides leaders like me with insights into engagement of our church community, helping us close the gaps that allow people to slip away unnoticed. Visit churchcommunitybuilder.com to learn more. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name's Rich. I am so glad that you decided to spend some time with us today. I'm really honored. I know you've got a lot going on. Gosh, you're busy uh, this week, heading into this weekend at your church. And I'm just honored that you would take some time out to spend some time with us here uh, today. Today, uh, we're privileged to have Deborah Ike with us from uh, Velocity Ministry Management. I'm just excited uh, for us to dig in and get a bit of sense of what uh, you're up to. Deborah, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much, Rich. I really appreciate you inviting me on the show. I love Unseminary and all the stuff that you are, are putting out there on your site as well and in the podcast. Um, as far as Velocity goes, mm. I, I love taking, helping church leaders. Mm. I have a heart for ministry and sort of a head for business, I guess okay. would be a good way to put it. Very cool. Uh, so Yeah, I th- the thing I love about uh, your site and what you're doing is there's a real crossover. I think there's a, you know, there's a really interesting kind of um, connection. We talk about similar things. I love that you talk a lot about about systems and you know, kind of developing uh, you know approaches that are scalable and you know help you um, you know help churches kind of scale what they're doing. Why did you start this site? Give me kind of the 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 backstory there a little bit. Sure. Well, I had the privilege of working with a ministry um, for a while while I was in college, and then also have served at different churches. Um, I've moved around the country a little bit with the work, and so I've been able to to volunteer at my home church, wherever that may have been at the time. And I just got to get to know some really visionary pastors and church mm-hmm. leaders, mm-hmm. loved what they were doing, loved their heart for ministry and their heart for people. Mm-hmm. Um, yet at the same time, I saw this kind of disconnect on how to execute on that vision mm. really well. And mm-hmm. so that's where kind of my business background, my project management background comes into play. Mm-hmm. I love systems. I love organization. Um, might be a little bit type A. Um, <laughs> and so that's where I really want to bring that into play. And, you know, God gives us all different talents and abilities. And mm-hmm. so I'm just trying to use what he's entrusted to me to serve the church. Nice. Okay. So let's let's say we're the church leader listening in who's saying, oh, systems and okay. gosh, that's just like, isn't we're just supposed to care for people. Why should I be worried about systems? Well, okay, caring for people, prime example. Mm-hmm. Let's say somebody brand new, a new family, the Smiths, comes comes to your church this Sunday. Mm-hmm. And they walk in the door and, you know, maybe the volunteers were kind of not not feeling it that morning and mm-hmm. they weren't as, as welcoming as they should be or as you want them to be. And so they're not just getting a really great um, open arm vibe from your church just mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Well, or let's say they do get welcomed really well, but... They fill out that visitor card and nobody calls them. Mm. So they're kind of wondering, okay, do they care about me? Do they know that I was even here? That's where a system comes into play. Mm -hmm. So first off, you're training your volunteers and you're imparting that vision and that passion that you have for people to them so that they're taking really good care of people and they know to be looking out for first-time guests and really you know, taking them on a tour of the church facility and helping them get their kids checked in and finding the Mm -hmm. sanctuary. Mm directing them to a seat, all that sort of thing. And then Mm -hmm. also making sure there's a great process in place for follow-up. So they fill out that card, 
that next day, you get them keyed into your church management system or your database, and then somebody's getting on the phone and calling them that Monday afternoon or sending them an email, whatever your your process is. And so they they feel like, you know what? These guys cared about me. Mm-hmm. They cared about my kids. They cared about my family. They called. They followed up. You know what? This might be my new church home. Mm-hmm. That's where systems, which I know sounds so boring and businessy, mm-hmm. but that's where systems are really used to take care of people and to steward and and love people as they're coming through your church. Mm, very cool. You know, I think a, a lot of the, the, we're going through a season right now where we're interviewing and we have been interviewing um, some of the uh, you know top senior leaders of some of the fastest growing churches in the country. And time mm-hmm. and time again, you know, if you're listening into the podcast, you'll be hearing them talk about repeatable processes, right? That they're we're doing these things over and over, and that's all it really a system is. And so I you know appreciate that you're um, you know pushing on that. What would you say would be areas that you run into? that kind of aren't, you know, robust enough for churches or they they haven't really developed a, you know, a a clean enough system or a clear enough system, a repeatable enough system on a regular basis. Um, you know, volunteers, everyone is always looking mm. for more volunteers. They're trying mm-hmm. to figure out, okay, why aren't people sticking around? Why aren't they showing up on a Sunday when they said they would? Mm-hmm. Um, all that sort of thing. So really making sure that you are cultivating a, an atmosphere of service. Yep within your church from the time that somebody maybe, you know, depending on if you have a full-blown new membership class or however you you do that, really helping people see that that's a a process that gets them plugged into the church. It helps them develop solid relationships. And so, yes, that's a very people-centered kind of, you know, maybe more ministry feeling, Mm -hmm. but you've got to put that structure and those processes in place to make sure that you really train your volunteers well, that they understand the vision, that you've got strong volunteer leaders in place to, to nurture them and to, to set the bar high with um, what kind of level of excellence you're looking for them to do so that mm-hmm. they know what's expected of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely a key thing for all churches. Yeah, so let's we can dig into that a little bit. So how would you go about training volunteers? Um, you know, what would that, you know, what could some training pieces that churches should be thinking through be? I would start with one, you've got to know what you want from them. Mm. So as a church leader, you've got to sit down and and create, and I know this sounds totally businessy, but you've got to sit down and create a job description. Mm-hmm. What and this doesn't have to be anything fancy, but you know, what's the top five bullet point items that that you expect from your greeters mm-hmm. or from the people out in the parking lot or mm-hmm. you know, your ushers or whatever? Mm-hmm. For each role, set out those expectations. What does the win look like? Right. We all know in football when somebody scored a touchdown, that's mm-hmm. a win right? Mm -hmm. Well, same thing for your volunteers. You've got to define the win. So that's step number one. Mm -hmm. Once you and your entire leadership team know exactly what you expect from volunteers, then you write it down and you make the vision plain, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You start talking to people. And as you're pulling people in and you're recruiting them to, to, to start serving, it's really talking about, you know what? You're not just smiling and saying hello if you're greeting someone at the front door. You are taking care of people. You're welcoming them into your church home. Mm-hmm. If you welcome, if you have a dinner party at your home, you really take care of people. You show them where things are in the house. You make sure that they, you get them a glass of water. You know, usually Sunday morning it's coffee, mm-hmm. right? Stuff like that. That you're really just you're taking care of people and you're nurturing them. So you've mm-hmm. got to tell them, you know, kind of the, the specifics of what you want, and then also the heart behind it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that they can make decisions on the fly when they need to, mm-hmm. 
and they can do that in a way that's consistent with your church's culture and your vision. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, we've we've hidden uh, job descriptions in something we've called a what to expect document. So I go. think sometimes people think, um, you know, oh, I don't really want to read a job description, but yep. what they do want to know is what to expect. So exactly. we we'll go out of our way to communicate it like, hey, you're going to arrive here. You're, you know, mm-hmm. um, this is where you go to drop your code. This is, okay. um, you know, if you're looking for a free meal, we this is how you can get a, you know, a free coffee or whatever from us and yeah. oh by the way people are going to arrive uh you know and this is the way you're going to serve them this is mm-hmm. how to you know expect uh you know what it's going to be like so you know we kind of have uh, wrapped up a job description in really a document that tries to articulate what they can expect when they come uh, yeah. because people are obviously a little bit anxious when they when they first start volunteering yep. um, you know a common problem that churches have all the time is that families may stop attending because they simply mm-hmm. people don't notice um, what are you you know kind of noticing that churches that are able to kind of close that back door what are they <laughs> what are they been able to do from that point of view on a system I think there's a couple of different options. One is if you have a really robust uh, church management software, mm-hmm. CHMS system, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're taking doing some sort of an attendance taking or check-in. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them now you can kind of scan a little barcode or type in a last name real quick and it'll look you up or phone number, something like that. Mm-hmm. You can check people in that way. Mm-hmm. So that's one easy way to do it. Mm-hmm. Another way that that might be a little bit more personal is through small groups. Mm-hmm. So if you've got most of your congregation that they are signed up and, and active in a small group, then your small group leader should be kind of taking attendance, so to speak. It's not mm-hmm. like you're doing roll call during you know small mm-hmm. group, but they just note who's there from week to week. Mm-hmm. And if somebody doesn't show up, hey, just give them a phone call. Hey, is everything okay? How are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you know, kids' soccer game ran over. We couldn't make it this week or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, stuff like that. So how are churches, obviously, um, are there churches that are taking attendance in the main service, the kind of main deal? How are how are you able to kind of get a sense of what, what whether people are attending or not? Yeah, I've seen, you know, some churches I've seen, they actually still have that um, kind of binder that they pass down oh, yeah. the aisles. The, the and everyone friendship saw. pad. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I've still seen that, yep. um, which, hey, you know, whatever works. Um, yep. And then, you know, I've also, you know, I've talked with the folks over at Church Community Builder quite mm-hmm. a bit, mm-hmm. and they've got at least a couple of churches that are they're doing some attendance through that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not, I don't know that it's really that widespread to take attendance yes. in the yes. main service. It's probably right. a lot easier to do it in maybe Sunday school type classrooms or small groups. And the other thing is too with your volunteers. Mm-hmm. You know, I led a volunteer team for our early service for several years, and mm-hmm. if somebody wasn't able to make it for a couple of Sundays in a row, I was just checking in on them, seeing, mm-hmm. hey, is everything okay? Mm-hmm. You know, what can we do to, to help you? Or, you know, if they got injured or, or somebody was in the hospital, we mm-hmm. we followed up on that. So absolutely, just getting people plugged in. Yeah, and I, I think even just tracking in the kids ministry, that obviously gives you a wide swath of, yep. you know, of people, like you're saying, within like small groups or life groups, you know, encouraging your leaders to, um, uh, you know, take attendance. CCB Church Community Builder has a really slick kind of um, attendance system for that. That's very easy to use. Yeah. Um, you know, as a leader, and that that data can be really powerful to help mm-hmm. move people along and keep them, uh, you know, connected. What are churches doing from your perspective, from a kind of organizational planning or you know, kind of um, you know, implementation of the vision of the senior pastor? What are you seeing that you know is working these days for churches? Well, you know, typically when a church comes to me, it's not working. So <laughs> that's <laughs> nice. kind of the fun part. So how do you help them? Get right. Yeah, work? there you go. Um, usually the first step is trying to bridge that gap between 
what I would call kind of faith and vision mm. and planning. Mm -hmm. Because there's this misconception that planning equals business and we're trying to run the church like a business. Mm. And that's that's really, at least from my perspective, that's not my heart behind it at mm. all. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a lot of leadership and organizational principles that are straight out of the Bible that the mm -hmm. business world gets to use all the time. Mm -hmm. So why aren't we using it? Yes. Um, you know, Jethro telling Moses, hey, you need to delegate more. You're, mm -hmm. you're wearing yourself out here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even Jesus had 12 apostles. One didn't work out so well, but the rest of them yes, were right, there right. spreading the gospel, right? Yes. So we, we need to be leveraging those core principles. So right. one thing is, first off, you got to convince the senior leader that fire ready aim just isn't working. Mm. You know, we all get excited about a vision. We get excited about, you know, starting a new service or mm -hmm. launching a campus, whatever it might be. And we all just want to go for it and reach more people. And that's great. You want to capture mm -hmm. that passion and that mm -hmm. vision. Um, but then you got to step back a little bit and go, okay, how are we going to make that happen? Right. And it's not all about saying it's all on us. God is obviously providing that vision. He's going to help provide the, the resources and the ability to get it done. Mm -hmm. But he's also entrusted us with talents and abilities to go out there and, and make it happen and mm -hmm. plan. Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of getting that across to everybody first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, just starting to kind of show people how it works. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've helped a, a church here locally plan a really large event. It's about 10,000 people that mm -hmm. were attending. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of what I did was I led some of the initial team meetings mm -hmm. and set, got an agenda put together, sat down, led the meeting, kind of made assignments, put an org chart together of who mm -hmm. on the team was responsible mm -hmm. for what aspect of the event, mm -hmm. got a to-do list, got a project plan together, mm -hmm. and then started gradually having somebody else run the meeting. Mm -hmm. You know, they're the staff member that was more of the project manager, and mm -hmm. I was in, in there as a supporting role. Mm -hmm. This was her first time running that big of a project, mm -hmm. and so just needed someone there to kind of help. Yes. Uh, so sometimes just that modeling aspect of it, and then mm -hmm. too, I I write about this quite a bit on my my website. Just okay. Here's how you put together some planning, some organization, some structure, and and how to go implement and make it happen. But mm -hmm. yeah, meetings get a bad rap because a lot of times they're not effective. But <laughs> it is possible to have an effective meeting. So yes, definitely. That a lot. Very cool. Well, is there anything else you want to share before we jump into the lightning round? You know, just again, hammering home a bit that that it, just because we use a few businessy terms mm -hmm. doesn't mean we're trying to run a church like a business. Right. It's really, I have a, a huge heart for the vision that pastors have. Mm. I love the, just that passion, that drive, that vision that they have to go out there and get stuff done and um, mm -hmm. to serve people, to honor God, to, to love on people. Mm -hmm. um, I don't come up with those kinds of ideas. That's just not how I'm wired. Mm. But I love coming alongside someone who is wired that way and helping them achieve that goal. Um, so I really see myself as someone who's serving the church um, and helping support them. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Well, we're going to jump into the lightning round, that part of the episode where we ask similar questions of everybody that's on the show. Today, we're honored to have Deborah Ike with us. She's from VelocityMinistryManagement.com. Uh, Deborah, what is an online resource that you're using these days that's been particularly helpful for you? I really like Nozbe, mm. um, N-O-Z-B-E. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a weird name, but it fits right into my project management wiring. Mm -hmm. um, you can create multiple projects and then to-do lists within each project, get it on your calendar so it sends me a reminders. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the satisfaction of checking things off my list. Mm -hmm. 
it, it works on all, all cylinders for that. Very cool. Uh, what's a book you've read in the last six months that's got you, you know, shaping your thinking or ministry? Um, I really enjoyed uh, the book Next, um, mm. Pastoral Succession That Works mm -hmm. um, by, and I'm trying to make sure I say his name right, William Vanderblowen. Yeah, very good. <laughs> <laughs> and Warren Bird, and yes. they co-authored that book. Nice. Um, I love the the heart that they have for pastors and, and really trying to address what can be a really delicate situation and mm -hmm. talking about, okay, when you're not here, who's next mm -hmm. kind of a thing, mm -hmm. but really addressing it in a very practical and compassionate way. So it was an excellent read. Yeah, it's a fantastic book. We've had both William and Warren on the show in the past. Great people. Um, and love that book, you know, the core idea that, you know, every pastoral responsibility or, you know, leadership role is temporary, even if you're the person that founded the church. Uh, so it's a great, that's a great read for sure. What's another ministry you're looking to these days that's inspiring you? You know, I really enjoy seeing what uh, North Point is mm -hmm. doing and then mm -hmm. also at Life Church mm -hmm. TV. So mm -hmm. um, just they they seem to really embrace both the, the visionary outreach aspect of things and putting some structure in place to, to facilitate it well. Very cool. Very cool. Um, well, what are some what's an, if you could get 15 minutes with any leader alive uh, today, who would you want to get that time with and why? You know, probably just going along with uh, the churches that I've been watching. <laughs> right. So probably Andy Stanley or Craig Rochelle would be great. I, I'm really curious as to how they, you know, because they're both very visionary leaders, very mm -hmm. um, got a heart as a pastor, mm -hmm. but they also seem to have an appreciation for just that you know, leadership organizational mindset. So mm -hmm. I'm just kind of curious as to to where that came from. Very cool. Well, I'm sure, you know, you've got a lot going on and, you know, keeping your site up and running takes a lot of time. When you just want to kick back, relax, you know, what, where do you, what do you like to do just for fun? You know, I really like trying out new recipes. Nice. You know, um, that's my one like main creative outlet is, oh, cool. is trying to take stuff and make it healthier. So, and working out. So very cool. Well, that's yeah. great, Deborah. I appreciate you being on the show today. If people want to get in touch with you, uh, you know, or with your site, how can they do that? What, what should they be doing? Yeah, just uh, drop on by velocitymanagement.com mm -hmm. um, or you can find me over on Twitter at Deborah Ike VMM. Very cool. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.